The future of healthcare is exciting with many new therapies finding incredible success. The Heroic Dose brought to you by Microdose is a one-day virtual conference that will explore the use of psychedelic therapies in military veterans and first responders in an effort to combat the alarming rates of PTSD, substance abuse, and suicide in this coveted yet undeserved demographic. Topics discussed include the therapeutic potential of psychedelics over opioids for pain management, reducing the graduation of acute pain to chronic pain, and preventing suicide in the long run. The Heroic Dose will cover the intersection of clinical care, research, and investment arenas. Now, while this is an all-day event on April 22nd, yours truly will be moderating a panel at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The panels focus the altered state of combat veteran trauma and the quest for novel therapeutics in psychedelic substances history and overview of current treatments. And the panel will feature four veterans who have used psychedelic therapies to combat PTSD, trauma, opioid addiction, and I would love to show them some support from the phenomenal Brian Nichols Show audience. So please follow the link to the show notes to the Microdose website and sign up for this incredible virtual conference. And if you are a veteran, a 100% discount will be applied at checkout. Again, that's the Heroic Dose brought to you by Microdose. Link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Sunday, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on another fun-filled Sunday candidate highlight series. Today, we are venturing to my east as I sit here in Philadelphia over to the great state of New Jersey once again. Now, we've heard from Nicholas Magner, who's running for New Jersey State Assembly. Today, we are hearing from one Greg Mealy. Greg is the libertarian who is running for governor against incumbent Phil Murphy, and it's a great opportunity to hear just why Greg Mealy is running as a libertarian and what particular issues for the great state of New Jersey Greg sees are important as we head towards, I know, election time already. Folks, it's already April. November is just a short hop, skip, and a jumping away. So with that being said, on to the show, Greg Mealy here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you, Brian. Glad to be here. Greg, thank you so much for joining the program. And again, shout out behind the scenes to our amazing team here at The Brian Nichols Show, uh, coordinated first and foremost by Frankie, um, who has been helping us get these amazing New Jersey candidates on the, the program. We just had Nicholas Magner, who's running for assembly down the legislative district number four. And now, Greg Mealy, you are running for New Jersey governor. And I think it's a great chance for folks to uh, to hear. Now, they've already heard your counterpart from New Jersey, or from uh, Pennsylvania, that is, in one Joe Salaski. So, so let's hear, uh, Greg Mealy, your your path to liberty and then why you decide to run for governor. OK, well, so, I mean, early years, I grew up in a Republican family and all it was all about fiscal conservatism. And um, over the years, I always thought that uh, a lot of their social policy was a little too rigid for my uh, taste. And um, I uh, wound up getting disenfranchised um, when uh, when they also got away from the fiscal part. And over the years, I uh, was a student of history and figured out along the way, for example, that big government kills more than anything pretty much in human history. Number one cause of death, we call it. So um, instead of uh, sticking with uh, the old parties, I mean, I did take a little time looking around and sort of soul searching, figuring out which party represented me the best and 
fell uh, right into the libertarian uh, scene and uh, been nonstop ever since. It's uh, the perfect combination of a lot of things that I feel and uh, very forward thinking, the best solutions, and of course, the small government. All right. And I was going to say that was the, the next question inevitably was, well, what was specifically about the Libertarian Party? Because I think it's interesting. Um, you know, we, we have folks from all different political persuasions on the program and you'll hear folks from the left, from the right and their path to liberty. And I like to hear, you know, what was it about the party itself? Was it the people? Was it the culture? Was it the idea of don't hurt people and don't take their stuff as a uh, Matt Kibbe, uh So, uh, you know, easily summarizes it. So what would you say are maybe the top things Maybe not for yourself, but for Republicans who are currently disaffected with the GOP, much like you were back when you were a Republican from the Republican household. Um, what's the thing right now that the, the Libertarian Party can offer to those disaffected Republicans that not only the Republican Party can offer, but no other political party can offer? Well, I mean, for Republicans now that are looking for something different, I think the biggest disappointment is the the big government focus that they, I mean, in New Jersey, they pretty much acquiesced to from the liberal side. So uh, that is a primary thing that I hear from a lot of Republicans looking for an alternative. And certainly, I mean, not that not that we have a lot of the other things in common with, with their party, but um, I think that's an overriding theme to a lot of things that really, you know, make a lot of Republicans wake up and say, well, yeah, you know, that's all, no, not, not just, you know, I don't want my pocketbook invaded every day, which is a big reason. But also, you know, why do I feel like small government is the way to go? Well, you know, it's not just the dollars. It's also my freedom, my liberty, my my chance to do things that really the government has no business being involved in coming in and trying to tell me how to live my life. I think that's that's where a lot of people are ready to leave the right for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear it. All day long, and and it's yeah. kind of unfortunate that we've seen some of the uh, the narrative taken from the Republicans uh, in terms of anti lockdown, just living your life as a free, you know, individual. I think that's something that should be easy for us libertarians to to you know be standing at the forefront. And you're running for office of of you know the governorship of New Jersey, so. I'm curious, what got you to say, I'm going to be the person to run uh, for, for governor? Was there anything in particular, or is this something that you've been, you've been thinking about for a while? Well, it really was a uh, convergence of a few things. So on the one side, of course, I, um, I became familiar when I joined the party, which is about three years ago, uh, officially. Uh, I became familiar with all of their platform, and to the extent that I had a couple of things initially that I didn't find myself aligning with immediately, I actually decided to take the step back and be more analytical and logical about uh, analyzing how the party's platform is structured and what the overriding themes are that do connect all of the particular aspects. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm big on uh, academics in the past and uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, theoretical and logical and all this stuff uh, in my background that uh, I had to pick it apart and say, yeah, how does it, how does it fit? And I realized that some of the things that I'd been holding to didn't square you know, fully with the other things that were really important to me. So I, I changed a couple of things actually along the way and became even more libertarian once, once I had a chance to really you know, take a look at it and, and find out not just what they stand for, but why and how they evolved their platform was a big reason why I evolved my platform uh, personally. Um, I also 
did have uh, a strong academic and work background, uh, a couple of different fields. I'm an, an attorney for almost 20 years now. And before that, I was an IT specialist in Wall Street and a business analyst, all this kind of stuff, had, had teams I managed. So I've got a, a nice background, I think, for, for looking at things at a, a higher level. Uh, and also the people in the party. I mean, the people that I deal with in the New Jersey party are some of the sweetest folks I ever saw. They're, they're all folks that I am happy to give the good fight for, uh, you know, to the extent that uh, this year I, I'm at a point where I can really devote a lot of time and energy. You know, those guys earn that from me in terms of my respect for them. I think uh, you know, all these things came together at the right time for me to say, you know, this is the year to do this. I love it. And they've been killing it too. New Jersey, the New Jersey team has been absolutely killing it. And I'm mm-hmm. curious, Greg, because you, you did touch on this and I want to maybe just circle back. I feel like I'm Jennifer Sack mm-hmm. uh, going back there. You know, we're going to just circle back here on this. And you said you changed a few <laughs> ideas. I, I'm I'm interested more yeah. in terms of your your personal evolution. What were some of those things that you've you've had to deal with from a personal standpoint in your path to liberty? Yeah, I think you know, it was primarily some of the victimless crime thing. Um, initially, I saw some negative effects in some of the people I knew personally on some things. The marijuana was one that I was, you know, took a little bit to, to come across to now promoting the legalization fully and, and releasing everyone immediately as part of my main platform now. Um, and uh, really to, to put forth the, uh, the platform of prostitution and, and all these other things being something that should be allowed with consent of all the participating parties. So, uh, I mean, that wasn't a Republican background at all. And so it took a little bit for me to get used to the idea. But then I, that was some of the things that I looked at and said, well, yeah, it makes sense, though, that if the, if the, if the industry is going to develop, and it's going to do its own regulation, self-regulation, then it's a lot like some other things out there. And I mean, I, I came from the financial industry when I did my technical background. They did a lot of self-regulation and, uh, and it was okay for them. So I thought, yeah, you know, why wouldn't it be okay for others? So I decided to uh, to promote that idea that, yeah, I mean, government in line with also reducing the ridiculous and wasteful spending we have all over the place, that part of that could be to let go of some of these things that really is none of the government's business. Yeah. Yep. I I mean, I, I say it like, yeah, like a yeah, matter of fact, because it is kind of a matter of fact, unfortunately, Greg. And, you know, I look at your, your opponent right now, who is the incumbent, and that is one Governor Phil Murphy. Now, a lot of Americans probably didn't know their governors that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably could put them in a lineup and they wouldn't be able to guess that the governor just by looking at them, unless they're a big national profile governor. And even then, I mean, what yeah. Ron DeSantis, Andrew Cuomo, they all became faces during COVID. Mm. And, and yeah, I yeah. live here in Philadelphia and I got to see quite often governor Murphy um, on, on TV. And one of the things that caught me off guard was originally his appearance on Tucker Carlson within the, the first few, few weeks or so of the pandemic. And there was this mm. conversation of, of locking down society arbitrarily across the board based on projections from models and a lot of this unknowing and Tucker Carlson. Now that we can not talk about his libertarian uh, qualifications, but he did ask a very good question. And that question was, well, governor Murphy, what, what gives you in the bill of rights, this right to just decide unilaterally to do this. And 
he said, Tucker, Tucker, we're in a crisis right now, a pandemic. We, we can't think about that. Like we have to, we have to save people's lives. And I'm like, well, there it is. Like that. He just said, he said the, the quiet part out loud because there, once you have this established, there is no turning back from government power. So I say all this, Greg, I set this up because I'm assuming that seeing Governor Murphy and just the complete totalitarian grab, it seems he's had on the governorship and, and the actions he's taken. I'm sure that that must have pushed you over the edge in some in some regards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it had a lot to do with the decision also. I mean, now he, he said during that time, you know, the Bill of Rights is above my pay grade. One of my yeah. early quotes when I first announced was the Bill of Rights is not above any government employee's pay grade, least of all a governor of our great state. That's basically what launched my campaign. The first, you know, well-known sort of quote from me that that's been propagated through the campaign outreach. So, yeah, it's it's unbelievable to me. And the other thing that's interesting is we have uh, Jack on the Republican side looking as the uh, likely forerunner, and he is a big government clone. I'm already seeing his commercials right now in Philadelphia. It's been nonstop and it's March. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're really cut from the same cloth. So it's interesting to me, you know, some people, especially conservative will say, you know, you should drop out so that uh, you don't split the vote with Jack and Murphy wins again. And I'm like, well, they can split the vote because they're the two big government guys and I should have all the small government people. Right. I should be in great shape. So, and they can they can cry all they want, but the fact is, you know, we have the better platform, we have the better ideas, and this is where we're going with it. And, and I, we're going to hit hard. Yes, and I think a lot of folks are also in that mentality. And I was looking at your platform before we got uh, started here, and your number one thing, and, and God bless you, Greg, yeah. because your number one thing in your platform and the lockdowns, plain and mm-hmm. simple. I, mean, I just had Nick Hudson from from Panda, uh, which is the Pandemics Data and an Analytics Organization based in South Africa. But they have, I mean, Dr. Scott Atlas, all the, uh, the the main signers of the Great Barrington Declaration, all part of his his board of advisors, and basically just did an amazing takedown called The Ugly Truth About Lockdowns. It was a talk he did um, down in South Africa. Just, I looked at it, when he first was on my show, he had around like 40,000 views. He had launched the uh, the night before he was on the program. And just as of, we're recording today, the 31st of March, um, I looked at it again, and it was around 230,000 uh, downloads. So his, his talk is, is going viral, and it was a, a systematic takedown of not only how there was a lot of this non-scientific approach to these these lockdowns, but also that we were basing a lot of these models, or a lot of these, these actions on projections, uh, based on models. And... A lot of these models have been completely blown apart now after the fact, but the damage has been done. So ending the lockdowns, I'm assuming you saw the the pain that these were causing firsthand on people. What was that what made it to be your number one issue right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's there's been all different levels of suffering. I mean, there was the talk early on by some, okay, you know, the cure can't be worse than the disease. I think we saw that happen. Exactly. I mean, we have I mean who became to to be known as Lockstep Murphy going in line with Cuomo on every decision without investigating anything. And, you know, for me, I mean, I have among my campaign staff, which we have almost 30 people that have been working on the campaign up and through the nomination process uh, about a week and a half ago. And uh, we have a biostatistician who is top notch. And it's clear from all the data that as soon as we stopped, you know, the masks, you know, more than the numbers stayed okay or went down. And much like we see now between, you know, with Texas, for example, 
that their their numbers are under control. Florida's numbers are under control relative to New Jersey in general having problems whenever we put down more of a lockdown again. Every time every time it clamps down a little further, then things go the wrong direction. And I think your first step, which is lockdowns, goes right into your second step and is addressing the elephant in the room, and that is that people are flocking not just the Northeast in general, my home state originally of New York, I think the number was between 500 and 750,000 New Yorkers projected to be leaving the state this past year, which is just wow. Um, and then you look at states like New Jersey, you guys are losing an influx of people as well. So that's another issue. How, how would you address that? Yeah, and, and yeah, I would want to point out, I mean, in a lot of different ways, New Jersey is either first or last. And always the negative, <laughs> whichever that is, depending on the question. But um, yeah, I mean, first of all, businesses are shutting down or leaving. We have to enable them, first of all, to follow their own you know, protocols. It's, it's the free market thing, which is a theme through several of my points in the campaign as well. You know, the market will address things. The, the businesses will adapt to the consumer demand for the protection steps, like we see a lot of businesses are requiring masks in the, in the, to enter into their premises. Okay, you know, I'm fine with that. And then people have a free market choice. Some, some are concerned about that and will go to those places. Some don't wanna have to deal with that and they'll go to other places and the market will fluctuate accordingly. That is a thousand percent better than any kind of government mandate. And we have to get away from this. As far as people leaving the state, it's the out of control spending in this state it's it's outrageous how how the budget gap is there and i mean it took it took a federal bailout more or less to now try to get things lined up and it's going to just go out of whack again they they keep robbing peter to pay paul you know they had uh the for example a few years ago 2018 they took they removed the estate tax in new jersey finally right but they replaced it with the gas tax so who does that hurt well the estate tax much as the number was kind of low, it was hitting the wealthy. And now the new one hits the poor disproportionately. So it's even worse. I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't like the estate tax either, but to replace it with something that's, that's really hitting the people that are less prepared to deal with it, it's, it's, it's a, st it's a back, backward step. And it just has to be reined in that th this out of control spending has to be cut. There's a lot of waste in the school administrations. There's so many administrative departments and so many levels in each. That's really out of control. And we have, you know, Murphy in lockstep with the teachers union because they give him all his their money. So he lets them get away with all this spending and and it's just hitting all the property owners too, is another group. And that's why people are leaving. You have People who have been here their whole life long. I mean, I'm I'm 55, and I have a lot of close friends, family, whatever, that have left the state because after all this time and thinking that they would live their days out here, they just can't hold, handle it anymore. And then you also have the young kids that are just starting their careers. And you know, I mean, what's everybody's dream when you're a young kid, right? You're going to go to college, and then you're going to go off and leave your hometown and go somewhere else and make it big and succeed and all this kind of stuff. They're having to come back to their hometown and live in their parents' basement because they can't afford a house in New Jersey anymore if they don't leave altogether. So we have every different group getting hurt badly by these couple of things. And then the other the other part that I do want to mention, I mean, I have a few more points on my website, but the other main issue you're seeing get more news every day is the school choice issue. And that's where, I mean, 
one thing that this lockdown exposed is just how poorly the administrations of the schools are operating and they're really not serving the students. I mean, we have, we have students who can have their camera off all day while they're in the online class, which all day really equates to two or three hours. And even that's not a, you know, good enough for them to take their breaks. They're, they're turning the camera off all the time and they're doing other stuff and the teachers are not enforcing anything. The administrations aren't caring. They, they're getting their money and they're getting their tax revenue in spite of not having the same kind of costs that they normally have. And it's just, it's all backwards. And so school choice, again, talking about the free market aspect, this is what's going to get this thing in line where we have, I mean, we, if we have charter schools, if we have private schools that are somehow more affordable or whatever for, for more people, all these different competitive forces are going to get the public school system either to straighten out or to go away. And to the extent that whatever happens make, you know, is better off for the kids, that result is fine with me. I think... Now it's funny. I was getting ready to talk about school choice. You beat me to it, Greg. So I'm glad you did because yeah. I mean we've we've had um good One friend time. The, <laughs> we had good friend of the show uh, Corey DeAngelis who's been focusing on school choice and this has been one of his you know number one things is, is making the money follow the students fund the students not the institutions and you you addressed it right you see these administrators right. and they're, they don't care they they got their money they're, they're yeah. like oh exactly like yep. why why do I have to care and at that point and yeah. I think one of the positives and you keep on bringing in the free market and you're talking about the free market as a reoccurring theme. And I, I like that because one of the things about my generation, and I'd say that the Gen Z generation coming after me is that we're a very informed generation. We know that if we're going to go and buy, you know, I, I just got a Theragun and I spent time going online to look at the Theragun versus the Amazon, like Theragun knockoff that they had versus the different, you know, the different types of, of you know, not non uh, Theragun knockoffs you can find different websites and trying to figure out, you know, I watched the reviews and I, I said, okay, well, what's going to be the most that I'm going to get my money's worth? And I, I spent time researching and, and saying, okay, what is the opportunity cost for the, you know, the, the product that I'm getting? And I think if we apply that, I know I'm not unique in that situation, and we apply that to how a lot of my generation, and again, the generation coming after us in Gen Z, I think them looking at politics with this perspective will actually be quite healthy because mm. then they're going to look and realize, okay, well, we we can't keep doing the same thing, so how do we get it to be different? And, and here we're showing the, the alternative solution. It does just naturally work. The free market solution does naturally work. But and as I bring up time and again in my program, it's imperative for us to make sure that we're raising our voices, but also we're raising up the solutions that are there as, as a, a stopgap. Because if we go in tomorrow and say, okay, we're going to cut all government programs across the board, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, well, well, what does that mean for me? Great. You, you, right. you proved your point. You cut government programs. Now I'm hurt, mm -hmm. hurting like right now. And we have made a long term enemy instead of somebody that is, you know, could possibly be an, an ally. Well, I, I certainly want to address that point specifically, too, that, you know, my my planned approach is not, you know, essentially abolish everything on day one. Kind it's not of Libertopia I mean, I, overnight. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, well, for me, you know, I mean, I, I have a strong economic background as well. And I know that the economy needs time to absorb shocks a little bit at a time to adjust to something and get to a point where it stabilizes in a better place. And so for me, I mean, 
there there's for example state department of education we're we're big on decentralizing and getting rid of that i think if we do that and and readjust the costs and like you said part of my platform also is follow the student you know money follows the student that you know that's going to be an adjustment that you know settles something down and then we look at the next piece and and the next and the next and that's how we we also gain the confidence of people that yeah with a with a reasoned and planned approach like that in steps that we're going to accomplish quite a bit. So it's exciting right now because there is an opportunity for the just not the third party but a legitimate solution-based party to present itself to the public and say, "Hey, pay attention because right now we know that we're kind of at this really weird point and I say this a couple times with a few guests in the show but I think collectively across the board we can all just identify that something just doesn't feel right <laughs> like something yeah. is about to happen and we don't know where it's going to happen but we do know that I think it's a great chance for the the people who are focused on those solutions to to come to the top and say okay you know we're going to help be the leaders leading us out of this mess and it requires us to put our, our money where our mouths are and in this case to actually go ahead and run for office so greg you're, you're running for office and i want to make sure we point folks towards your campaign uh and get them all the the information they could possibly want especially those folks here in new jersey who are just so sick and tired of governor phil murphy but before we send over plugs i want you to get a opportunity here to give a direct pitch to not just the Brian Nichols Show audience, but those specifically here in New Jersey. Greg, fire away. Yeah, sure. So uh, glad we got to talk some about the young generation. Uh, certainly, you know, we do see where their loyalties are not built in and, and hardened like they are for the older generations. And it's a perfect opportunity. And we see a lot of folks starting to recognize that the big government dependency is not changing anything. People are still stuck when we do that. So uh, a lot more younger folks are looking at our Liberty platform as the way to go. Uh, so uh, for me, it's a matter of, again, the, the duopoly uh, is basically you know, going to give who, whatever candidate they want. I mean, we've seen it a couple of times now, primaries have been rigged and, and they're going to put only the choice that they want in front of the public. And it gets to be the lowest common denominator. And so, I mean, my feeling for whatever libertarian uh, election campaigns and, and party platform statements and whatever that I've ever seen, we have the better ideas. We have the solutions that have proven to work, and we know that the duopoly solutions have failed time after time after time. So you know, for us, we, we need the New Jersey voters to finally say, you know what? My whole life, I've been complaining about the duopoly. It's time to finally make the leap and not consider the wasted vote to be the libertarians. The wasted vote is voting for someone to vote against somebody else. You should vote with your conscience to the, for the part, the person and the platform that you believe in is best suited to do this run and take this office and fix things. And now, like I said, we, we always seem to win debates directly with the other parties because we have the ideas and we have a great platform to start off from. And that always gives us an advantage. So I'm hoping to also reach the middle age and older generations as well to say, haven't you seen how long this has failed and, and how can you consider to keep going that way? I mean, the younger folks haven't haven't experienced that as much for as much time. You know, for them, it's a matter of they're not tied to it. 
But for the older generation, they, they've had plenty of experience to know that the, the other uh, par- platforms just don't work. And uh, we have the way to do it. We have the way to fix it. And we just need folks to take that leap of faith this one time. And and in the last several months, I mean, when I first announced, it was actually late summer last year that I was going to do this run within the party, I announced. And uh, it was, okay, you know, we're going to you know make our statements. We're going to go along and we're going to you know, try to get a little more you know, representation in the voting. And ever since then, so many things have happened between the election and early January and everything else where it just seems like the door is opening wider and wider. And, and it's time. It's time to get this done. So to all the voters in New Jersey, please consider us. We have the solutions. We have the ideas and we can make it so much better. We want to bring people back and we want to give them their lives back. So that's our theme is free New Jersey so we can save it. Get you guys bet to stay here and get others to come here as a wonderful place to come back to like it had always been. Now, it's time to change it. And if folks want to learn more of how to do that, we can include the link to the website is Mealy for Governor, M-E-L-E for Governor.com. I'll include that link in the show notes along with all of the social media links for Facebook and on Twitter. It's Mealy for NJ. And on Facebook, it is Greg Mealy Libertarian for Gov of NJ. Greg Mealy, thank you for all the hard work you're doing. And as always, thank you for uh, joining us here on The Brian Nichols Show. Uh, It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Brian. Appreciate it. Let's sell liberty and look good doing it with Proud Libertarian. Folks, when we're selling liberty, we have to start things off by piquing interest. And what better way to pique some interest than by rocking some amazing apparel from Proud Libertarian. Personally, I'm a huge fan of their Do Good Recklessly t-shirt, but there's more than t-shirts to find from awesome taxationist theft snapbacks to the killer Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death hoodies. Proud Libertarian has all the libertarian swag you need. And guess what? Brian Nichols Show audience members can rock the latest libertarian swag and save some cash on every single order. All you have to do, use code TBNS at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire cart at checkout. That's right. Each time you order, use code TBNS and you'll instantly get 10% off your entire order. Listen, I am super excited to have Proud Libertarian here as a sponsor of the Brian Nichols Show. So do me a favor, head over there to Proud Libertarian, place your order today, use code TBNS at checkout, save 10% on your order and help support libertarian entrepreneurs today. Before we wrap up, I want to tell you about an amazing new podcast. You longtime listeners of The Brian Nichols Show know him well, and that is one Brad Palumbo in his stellar new program, Breaking Boundaries. Join Brad as he interviews top writers, politicians, and thinkers from all across the political spectrum to give you a new perspective you won't find in the mainstream liberal media or right-wing echo chambers. From guests like Rand Paul to Glenn Greenwald, Brad is having conversations and focusing on issues that are driving America with the people who are in the driver's seats. So... Head over to your favorite podcast app, hit subscribe, strap in, and be prepared for some wild food takes like Rand Paul and his grand mayonnaise conspiracy. Again, that's Breaking Boundaries with Brad Palumbo, available in your favorite podcasting app today. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Greg Mealy. He is the candidate running for New Jersey governor as a libertarian. And if you are interested in helping raise awareness for his campaign, well, you know what to do. Go ahead and share today's special Sunday candidate highlight series with those family and friends, particularly those who live in New Jersey. A great chance to be introduced to the libertarian candidate who is running against Governor Phil Murphy. So, folks, what'd you think? 
If you enjoyed the episode, as always, I mentioned share with family and friends, but go ahead and make sure you tag me at B Nichols Liberty, Twitter, Facebook, Minds.com, and Parlor.com. Also, if you want to go ahead and get in touch, email me, Brian, at BrianNicholsShow.com. Also, rating and reviews. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and review. And now, one additional plug, YouTube. The Brian Nichols Show is adding video. You may have seen the sneak peek we had airing on Thursday with Britt from Freckles and and Brit talking about words mattering coming up here on Monday. Our good buddy Kenny Cody returns to the Brian Nichols show as our inaugural guest going forward as the video uh, segment of the program launches. So if you are interested in seeing that video segment, we'll be including the link to the YouTubes. Make sure you hit subscribe over there, hit the notification, and also give us a thumbs up on all videos going forward. Thank you folks so much for helping us grow this program over the past three and a half years. I am so excited for the next iteration of the Brian Nichols show as we add video, and we'll be scaling things up here in the very near future. If you're interested in learning how to become a better salesperson for Liberty beyond just listening to the podcast, well, guess what? We're going to have a Patreon set up here that will be giving you inside tips, trainings, and of course, some one-on-ones with yours truly. Uh, also, I have an ebook coming out here in the next few uh, few weeks to a month or so that's going to be talking about how you can help sell Liberty to family and friends. So folks, yes, there is so much that you can go ahead and uh, get ready for. So if you had not had the chance yet, again, one more time, hit that subscribe button over on your favorite podcast. Catch and over at YouTube and pay attention to those show notes because we will be including some new links to the Patreon and all that coming up here as we move forward with the program. So with that being said, folks, coming up here again on Monday, Kenny Cody's joined the program. But otherwise, folks, I've had a blast with our amazing Sunday Candidate Highlight Series today. Thank you to the one and only Greg Neely. So that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at BrianNicholsShow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to William at DBPodAudio.com.